What's up, everybody? It's your boy, the Funky Walker, Dirty Talker, aka 2SM, also known as Shaw. Um, and today we're gonna be we're gonna be doing something a little different. Uh, representing the Uncut Podcast, as y'all can see in the video with the shirt. We're gonna be doing something a little different. This here is called Uncut One On One. And uh, yeah, this is the first of many things to come. So. Yeah, we got a uh, we got Morgan here, but you know she's kind of she's kind of playing the, the 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 silent person right now. Engineer, uh, just, yeah, there you go, the engineer. Um, we also got my man, my 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 brother from another mother, my homeboy. Yeah, I, I don't even know what else to say. This is my my man Marquis, my man Marquis, Marquis. What Nelly, it is? Yeah. What it is? So. Um, I really wanted to sit down and talk with you, my man. Um, you know, uh, I, I saw the little snippet on Bob Wichita, and shout out to everybody over there. Yeah. Um, especially LT. LT. Man. Cuzzo. Man. Good work. Good work. So, uh, yeah, no, I I, I seen uh, a little snippet of your interview on there, and, of course, a bunch of other questions popped up. <laughs> um, like I said, like I was telling you earlier, uh, I didn't know that you had, you had started... Um, a label with mm-hmm. No Town Sound. You want to tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, it was actually uh, Nathan Kent's brainchild. He'd been, you know, uh, coming up with with everything for it for a while. And uh, <clears throat> when we when I got out to California, uh, we started playing with Rudy and everything. And we just became really good friends. Um, just going back and forth to gigs, he was giving me a ride because my car died and <laughs> about six months after I left, and so. Um, and so we just became really good friends, best friends, and, uh, he just asked me if I was, if I wanted to go in on it. I was like, well, yeah, that's what I'm here for. And so we ended up just getting so much production work and, and, you know, so much writing work work that we were, you know, became, you know, we might have to make this full legit, you know, with, because of, for tax reasons. (laughs) So so I, I ain't trying to end up like Wesley, so, um. So yeah, started No Town Sound. Uh, we've got it's for we me and him are the main producers, um, and then we have two engineers, one in South Carolina, John Farr, and uh, one in India. Um, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, it, it was global. That's dope. <laughs> That's dope. International son. <laughs> That's dope. No, but uh, but yeah, man. Um, yeah, we then we have you know if you know Angie Muwazi, she's mm-hmm. our also a staff writer as well. Also another you know, beloved Wichitan. Yeah. Um that's out there in LA trying to make the dream work for all of us. And so but yeah, we have uh three artists, not including ourselves, that are that are signed on for uh, for albums and man, we're plugging away. Cool. Plugging away. Got a lot of got a lot of stuff coming out. We just released Angie Muwazi's new song a few weeks ago. Shout out to Angie. Um, really good. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Um, I'm featured on that. Then I I released a song a couple of weeks ago myself, and the response to it has been, I can't thank people enough for <laughs> how positively they responded to it. Cause you know, also dope. You also know dope. how I, you know how I do songs, and I'm I'm never sure about how people were gonna uh, accept it, yeah. <laughs> or how you know make sure it's you know palatable for people. But uh, it seems to be like uh, people are ready for you know what I got to bring to the table. So. It's been it's been really cool to watch it to watch it happen. Cool, cool, cool. Now, for the listeners, um, I kind of wanted to take it back just a little bit, just to kind of revisit 
um, asked. Mm -hmm. Now, I know a lot about you, <laughs> but the listeners might you know not. everything about <laughs> the listeners might not. So it was one of those things where I was just like, you know, um, just to kind of go on a different stroke here. Sure. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, about where you where you came from, about really just from your childhood up. Sure, sure. Um, I was born in Hayward, California, uh, which is in the Bay. And then uh, I moved to Fresno, California when I was one or two. And uh, from there, uh, we moved to Wichita in 95 when I was 10 years old. And uh, we were here ever since. And, um, I mean, I'm fourth-generation preacher's kid. Okay. I found out last year. <laughs> like I always say, I was third-generation. No, found out that another one of my great great grandparents was actually a uh, preacher as well preacher mm -hmm. and pastor so nice. yeah yeah it's, it's insane so, so that's so you come by it honestly yeah that's where the voice comes <laughs> word from up, word up <laughs> anyone that's heard my my grandpa benny caleb speak knows you know he doesn't need to be mad for his voice to get loud right. like whenever he gets excited about anything that that big voice is coming out so <laughs> that's where i get it from um you know i was i went to gammon my fifth grade year when I moved here, go Knights. Shout out to the Knights. And then, uh, <laughs> then uh, from middle school was at Coleman. Coleman. Cougars. Like orange up. and black. Word up. And then um, <laughs> for my first two and a half years of high school, I went to East High. I was in the IB program, and uh, decided I hated it. <laughs> and my mom, my parents wouldn't let me quit it, so I just kind of failed out on purpose. <laughs> Uh, just, I don't, it remains to be seen whether that was the smartest decision, but um, I ended up ended up at Heights, and I, I did really well there, and I had a great time, met some of my best friends there. And Hollywood. Hollywood, Falcons. <laughs> and then after I finished uh, uh, Heights, I went to Friends University for a couple of years. Right um, couldn't finish out just because I could not afford tuition. Right and so, you know, at some point I hope to go back you know, finish a degree or whatever, but um, for now, I, I, I just don't have the money to, to, the money or the time at this point to, to devote to it, so, and then, yeah, I mean, you know, played in a band, feels good. Feels good, the baby. Foundation, fusing emotional emphasis with lyrics and song, giving original orchestration definition. You know, that's the foundation, me, you, Paul Fowler, Scott Fowler, and Rudy Love Jr., um, and yeah, from there, man, you know, it's just been music, 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 music. I can dig it. I can dig it. Now, that was the nutshell version, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's condensed. I got... There's adventures up in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to ask about some of them. Oh, so, um, as a kid and being, being, you said, fourth generation preacher's kid, mm -hmm. um, where, where exactly, or I guess, it, can you pinpoint where exactly... The love for music came from um it started before i could you know cognize what what music was or what word even before i knew words like um like there's a famous story in my family of me as a infant you know just learning how to set up and walk by itself and i would go and get these all the pots and pans out of the cabinet and the cabinets were on the ground and uh, I'd get the pots and pans, and I would bang on them for hours. Nice. And and <laughs> my nice. aunt Matoya always had to clean it up because I would. I think I was trying to imitate like, I don't know, like Alex Van Halen or something. And like I would get the flour out, 
and make it look like I don't know if I was trying to make it smoky or I don't know I don't know what I was thinking at the time, but I needed the flour to, for some reason, and so I pour all the flour all over the pots and pans and then start banging on them. Nice. And uh, my, my, I had to clean it up all the time. My mom too, and um, it really it's, it's it's been since then just like drum drumming was my first love. Um, you know, I first I started playing djembe. You know, when I was two, started on drum set when I was four. And um, yeah, it's been it's it's been a lifelong affair, it really has. Like my mom, she talks about these records she used to have and the records she would play when she was pregnant with me, and she ended up giving them all away. Man, if she'd have kept them records, she'd have had some money right now. Like okay. she had original pressings of like yeah, like yeah, yeah. like Rick James, Parliament, like man, Stevie Wonder, you know. But um. All gold, right? right? <laughs> I'm right. All gold. <laughs> and so, but yeah, I, it just—it's uh, been a lifelong thing. Beatboxing when I was a kid, you know, just playing, just playing with my mouth, seeing what sounds I can make and what sounds sounded like what, and you know, that turned into you know a love affair with language and and uh, it just evolved into MCing. Cool. So, uh, where exactly? I guess about what age would you say hip hop came in and you fell in love six, with it? Six. Six years old. Um, there was a record by the Winans uh, that came out. Uh, the record was called It's Time. And it was in 91, so it was at like the pinnacle of the new Jack Swing sound. You know, Teddy Riley dominating. You know, everything was Teddy Riley, Teddy Riley, Teddy, 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 Teddy Riley. And uh, the Winans were no different. Even though they were gospel, you know, they were trying, you know, a new thing. And it worked for him. And uh, there's a rap that Teddy Riley did on It's Time that I memorized. That was the first rap I memorized. And then uh, I think the, either the following year or that same year, um, DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince Summertime came out. Yes. And me and my mom took a trip down to L.A. We were still in Fresno at the time. And on the way, we weren't going to Knott's Berry Farm because they had some dinosaur thing. And that was, that was my thing. Before I was a musician, like, while music was, you know, there, yeah. my first real, like, dive in, learn about something was dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. And so I just loved dinosaurs. And we were going to Knott's Berry Farm to this dinosaur attraction. But on the way there, she played, she played that It's Time from the Winans and Summertime over and over and over. And just, I fell in love with the tracks and I fell in love with the sound. I fell in love with, you know, being able to 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 give a positive message over some over some really cool drums you know and uh yeah it's it's been it's been hip-hop ever since cool 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 um jumping back to episode 13 morgan mm -hmm. when you had asked me you had asked pretty much all of us but uh you'd asked us what songs we would play at the barbecue yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. summertime was summertime, summertime was the yeah, one that, that I was doing what I said so yeah yeah it's um, necessary. It I that joint. oh yeah oh yeah it's 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 a beautiful thing um I kind of felt like on that song he Will Smith actually sounded a lot like Rakim oh that was on purpose mm -hmm. it was on purpose that beat was actually supposed to go to Rakim okay originally. okay so like that was that they'd worked all that out but they Rakim ended up not 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 doing the song for because of what was going on with him and uh, Eric B okay. at the time, and uh, in the in Jazzy Jeff was just like, all right, well, someone's got to do it, and Will Smith understood what the what the beat called for, and see people, 
people underestimate how good of an MC mm-hmm. Will Smith is and was. Mm-hmm. You know, he 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 was able to, you know, because you know his flow was, you know, a lot more, you know, dramatic, com- comedic. You know, yeah. from parents that just don't understand. Right. You know, Nightmare on Wall Street or Hood Street or whatever. And uh, but he understood that that beat called for. You know, something smooth, slightly transformed, just a bit of a break from the norm. Yeah. And so that's that's what he went with, and it paid off. Obviously, you know, it's one of the timeless classics out of hip hop, out of the genre, and uh, yeah, man, it's it's just it's 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 an incredible song. Oh yeah. Incredible song. So yeah, he wrote that on purpose. You know, in a style like Rakim would perform it, just because that's what the song called for. Okay. Well. I mean, you just dropped a jewel on yeah, me. I, didn't know that. I, I, I just learned it myself like six <laughs> months ago. Like, it's just you know, it was it was, it was an interview on uh, that Eric B did on Ambrosia for Heads, I believe. Okay. And uh, I was Which like, y'all wow. Follow them, by the way. Do it, please. If you love hip hop, Ambrosia for Heads, you know, and it's not just you know, just and it's not just for Heads too. They got they they cover some traps and stuff, some mumble stuff too. Yeah. You know, they're not they're not you know, prejudiced against anything. But uh, but yeah, you want those stories, those insider stories, man? They got them for days. Cool, days. Cool, cool. Yeah, that's a, like I said, that's a jewel dropped on me. I didn't know that at all. I just knew that he sounded a lot like Rakim. Mm-hmm. But um, moving on, um, in I guess your teenage years, mm-hmm. um, how exactly? would you say that you grew with not only hip-hop but music in general um teenage years a lot of choir a lot of you know learning how to blend with other performers uh playing drums in church uh, with you (laughs) at tabernacle baptist now tabernacle bible church and um yeah, just, just it was it was really learning how to make music with other people. That was my training ground yeah. for that, you know, for being a a, a band oriented drummer instead of a a, a solo oriented drummer. Like I'm not, I was never trying to be Neil Peart, mm-hmm. you know, or Alex Van Halen, except for that flower thing. <laughs> but uh, you know, I was I wasn't trying to be you know a, a a drummer that could feature as a solo artist just drumming. You okay. know, I was always you know more in the line of in the vein of Ringo Starr, mm-hmm. you know, um, John Bonham, you know, someone that would add something band-wise to the, to, the, to the recordings and to the songs that was essential, okay. you know. I didn't want to come up with drum patterns or anything that anybody could come up with. I wanted to be able to do something that was unique, that was fun, and that, was, you know, that suited the song really well, that added to the song. And if you take away that element from the song, it's not the same song anymore. I got you. And so a lot of that during, you know, learning, learning how to play for a crowd in church, you know, learning what beats, what patterns would, you know, evoke an, an emotional response from the crowd, hmm. you know, what, what, what I could do to enhance, you know, whatever else was going on, whether it was Steve Jones on guitar or hmm. on Oregon going crazy or Dale Black on Blake on bass going nuts or DeLorean or, you know, the whole, uh, tabernacle, um, music crew from back then and um shout out to shira shira still holding it down still holding it down i don't know she she is one of the dopest seriously persons people that i have i've like she's dope y'all most most low-key person i've ever known in my life and And she's so dope she's She's so dope she's super cold as a person super cold as a drummer too like man dude sleepeth not (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, it's the, it was really about learning how to how to be a part of an ensemble. Right. You know, part of an ensemble cast. You know, especially you know in the later years when I went to college and we started Feels Good and the bands that came later. You know, it became I, I learned how to how to be a part of a group and be cohesive as a as a contributor to a group. You know. And so that's I think that's what a lot of my high school, middle school years were spent doing, just really trying to understand how to minimize my own self in order for, you know, the collective to be greater. Got you, I got and you. So, we we both kinda we both kinda were on that that mm-hmm. similar path there. Um especially because you know, working working with 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 Steve and right. uh, you you worked with Rita too while she was away. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Definitely learned learned a lot learned, from that lady. Man, and it's crazy just looking back yeah, and seeing how yes, that most definitely. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it, it was it's crazy just looking back. It's crazy looking back at how much all of that stuff that we learned back then still comes up now. Right. Like like <laughs> yep. even not even I'm not even with a band right now. But <laughs> you know, there's stuff that still comes up and I'll be like, man, y'all still taking me to school and I ain't spoken to either one of y'all in forever. <laughs> you know? And and that's one reason why it's the truth. That's one reason why whenever I see I see Steve Jones he probably he probably hates it, but I walk right up to him and give him the biggest hug. He'll have an arm full of stuff, yep. you know. And I'll just walk up to him and give him the biggest hug and ask him how he yeah. doing, you know? Because yeah. he, he taught me a lot. A he lot. taught me a lot. Um, now he he didn't teach me the guitar like I wanted him to, but you know um, that my my baby blue is still sitting at the house just waiting on me to to to, to pick her up, you know? Yeah, but, man. Uh, yeah, no, like we us sharing that similar path. Us yeah. sharing that similar path was we we learned a lot of the same so things. So much, and yeah. Even as far as as far as feels good goes, man. Like mm-hmm. I almost feel like us in middle school and high school was like a pre a prerequisite to definitely feels good. You definitely, because um, man, and then okay, well let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Um, you met Paul in college, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. My so sophomore year. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about that. Um, yeah, I was. We were at both at French University. He had just come from. He was going to school for his freshman year. He spent in Indiana, I believe, okay. and uh, he transferred to French University on, I believe, on a basketball scholarship. And uh, we were in the same dorms. I was. Uh, I was a resident residential advisor in the dorm, and um, I'd heard about this white boy. Who made beats? And me, in my in my ignorance, I was like, I make beats. What is he? He tinkling with it. <laughs> Lo and behold, I went to the man's dorm about mm, about a month before the sem- before the semester was over, mm-hmm. and I was just like, let me go check him out, see see what's up. When that man's room, he played every time we swing. Man, <laughs> he played the original every time we swing, and my draw, my jaw just dropped. Like yeah, I was floored. That was classic. Floored. Classic stuff, by the way. I don't even know if he's if he's got that stuff up on SoundCloud <laughs> anymore. But if he don't, I got it. Man, I got. I think I got two copies of that CD just in case one got scratched up. Man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I went to his dorm and we just kicked it, talked about music. He and he was in at this point. He was you know he was working in uh, digital performer. Like I hadn't even graduated to computers yet. I was still, I had just you know learned Fruity Loops and I thought I was on top of things you know. <laughs> and lo and behold, he came through and like really 
really was the first one to school me on on digital recording and and MIDI and doing MIDI drums and all that type of thing. And so, um, forward to Paul Fowler for being one of the first to really teach me about producing, you know, on a digital level. Yeah. Just you know, getting it out of my head into the computer, you know, onto its onto a CD. Right and um, about two months after that, two months went by. And uh, I was like, we were in the apartment. Yeah. We were living together, and and I called him up and was like, hey man, how you doing? You know, just you know, just I'm just with someone who I was like, I want to keep a rapport with that one. Let me check in on him, see how he's doing. Right. And he was like, man, it's girl problems. <laughs> and I I just broken up with the last girlfriend I've had, and at the time, and uh, yeah, we talked about that for about an hour and a half, and then two days later. We all went in and recorded uh, uh, She's Gotta Go. Man, She's Gotta <laughs> Go. Gosh. So, so yeah, it, it's, and it's, been, it's been on it. It's, it's, been, it's just been golden after that. You know, every time, you know, he's, he's, we've all moved on in our careers, on to bigger, bigger and better things. Yeah. And, you know, he's with his wife and his brother now. Man, uh, hey, Empower and Light. All of them. And Shout they, out to Empower and Light. They just released their album and it's incredible. Like, I bet it har- is. like yo, if you're into harmonies, um, and and just just good feel good music, like that's what we all still do. Yeah. <laughs> feel good music. And um, positive music, message music, you know that that you can you can actually you know vibe out to something. You know, it's not it's not for you to party with. It's not something for you to you know jam out to, but just something to make you just provoke thought and provoke emotion. That snatch up that empowering light. That's it's 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 great. It's really great. Like Paul has never put out, you know, a bad a bad album, <laughs> bad music like uh, never ever. So, um, so word to word to what they're doing out there. They're moved out to Fort Scott now. They got some land. Nice. Man, they got they got the dream going, man. Nice. They got the dream going. It's beautiful to watch it. Man, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get up with them and and have a conversation or two. Yeah, man. Dave too. Yeah, Dave the Ropers. Too. You know he's from Fresno. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, that's, yep. that's he's crazy. from Fresno. I think my parents knew of a David Roper, but it wasn't the same guy. The guy they knew was was a lot taller. Okay, but you know that was crazy. Yeah, to find that out. out. Shout out to all of the Ropers Roper and their brothers. sons and yeah. their daughters. Their sons all look like mini Thors. Like seriously, like like cock diesel brothers with long man. hair like that. Shout out to all of them. They, yeah, they're, they're the coolest people people's on earth, man. Beautiful people. Coolest Yeesh. people on earth. Um, man, you touched on so much in that question, that, that, <laughs> that answer. Um, yeah, man. It, you know. That, that, a short story era. Yeah, 2005. Man, that was, that was something else. That was, yeah, that was, a, that was, that was one of those years that was, just life altering like yeah most definitely i think you know if, if there's multiple universes and dimensions then i think for me that year is a fixed point i don't know if anyone's ever watched doctor who or anything but you know he always talks about these fixed points in mm-hmm. time and i think 2005 was definitely a fixed point in my timeline like that has to happen no matter what what scenario is happening in whatever dimension yeah. so like yeah just meeting paul meeting rudy um us living together and yeah. like that whole that whole moment was 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 just it was just magical yeah. like i owe everything i am to that to that year man that was, that was 
Wild times, man. <laughs> Wild times. Beautiful times, though. Beautiful. Beautiful times. Like, we, we, we learned a lot. Um, I was like, yeah, we watched What the Bleep Do We Know. Yeah, yeah. Saw, uh, was Zeitgeist around that time too? Nope, that didn't come until like 2008, 2007-ish. Okay. But still, it was because we were hanging out with them. Yeah. Because uh, it was Aunt Della that put me on to, that put me on to it. Okay, and shout out to him. And we got, and we met him because Feels Good got booked at a gig that Aunt Della was spinning at. Cool. So. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's a dope human being. I like him too. Man. Completely dope human being. Um... Shout out to the head nine sessions. Word up. They Word never up. disappoint. <laughs> um, wanted to ask you as far as as far as uh, feels good went. Mm-hmm. Was there anything that came from dealing with feels good that besides the music, I guess, that would mm-hmm. help with life now? Oh, definitely. Is there, is there anything that came from there that would help with now? Definitely, like um, in collaboration, because with 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 No Town Sound, we were really heavy on the the collaboration part of making music. Okay. We really have to emphasize that part. You know, <clears throat> it's never just hey, I came up with this thing. This is what it's going to be. It's always hey, I have this idea. I need your help to flesh it out. And right. you know, we contribute just in the contribution that you make and not being, you know. Not being selfish and saying, oh, I want it to be this way. It's got to be this way. If we hear something better that somebody else came up with, then we're going to go with what's better, you know. Just really in the creation process, just, you know, being able to to uh, bounce ideas off of each other. Sometimes ideas suck. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes you're just like, eh, and that's not it. That's not it. We're looking for something else. I know we got something else we can get. We can do better. And, you know, just that whole dynamic of being patient with people you know everyone works at a different pace everyone works in a different way and so just learning how to work with you know a body of people that want to make something you know make something that's that's great and uh, that feels good was definitely ground zero for that for that ability in me like you know just because being in choir you just learn how to you know be a part of a part of a group but it feels good we learned how to contribute to that group and how to build that group you know as a group most definitely and um you know enhancing different skill sets because when we first started feels good i I was not drumming yeah like i i'd stopped i was i wasn't going to church anymore so i wasn't drumming at church and i was like really focused on school Mm -hmm. although not really (laughs) <laughs> but that's another story <laughs> but uh yeah like i had I, I wasn't drumming at the time and then you know we were we'd featured on the songs with paul paul put out a short story and then we were just in his in his basement one night and there was a drum set there and i was like oh a drum set yay and so i got on and and paul and rudy were down there and i got on there and they were like you play drums <laughs> i was like yeah we both play drums and so it was on from there and really Definitely, you know, collaborating and really being in touch, you know, with how each other work, you know, being able to make room for, you know, each other's quirks and, you know, each other's fallacies and also, you know, make room for each other's greatness as well. Exactly. You know, that was, that's, that's definitely something feels good taught me that nothing else taught me as well as feels good did. Cool. Yeah. Um, as in that time, uh, one thing I learned 
one thing I learned that that is very, very, very useful to this day and even outside of music, um, or it extends outside of music, um, is the listening. Yeah. The listening. Like, <laughs> listening. As, yeah. Far as, as far as the music part of it went, I was, and maybe this even extends back to, to you know, learning with Steve and Rita, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, you and I in the choir, mm-hmm. whenever they had us set up, we wouldn't always. I wouldn't always be sitting behind you. Right. I'd be sitting sometimes across the stage, and right, I'd be able right. to see you. Right. So I'd have to actually listen. Right. And 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 like learn your learn learn what you're doing, mm-hmm. and then learn what I'm gonna do, <laughs> and then have to that. listen have to listen for for your little definitely your little things to where you know. And it was crazy because it was crazy because I would. I would sit there and instead of asking questions, I'd rather just play it a couple of times and listen to, to how you play mm-hmm. because I knew exactly what you were going to do yeah. for me to, you know, for me to start, you know, kind of the signal for me to start doing whatever I was going to do and mm-hmm. just kind of compliment it, like you said. Exactly. Um, but then, uh, like going into, going into, into feels good with that, um, you know, it was, it was kind of crazy that we were able to jump into that and actually feel so comfortable but i feel like because of that, that training um you Ear know training, we had man. we had all of that stuff beforehand definitely. going on you know so we were used to it definitely um you know even though it was a new thing mm-hmm. uh we were kind of used to the the listening to to paul and listening to rudy and whatnot and just kind of mm-hmm. getting a feel for where a song was going to go because uh Sometimes, you know, Rudy would forget a part to a song or even just skip over a part to a song. <laughs> and we're like, okay, he's going to do this verse right here. And he just kind of continue on playing. It's like, oh, okay, well, you know, <laughs> yep. accent, you know, <laughs> keep it moving. Play it off. Okay, okay. I'm right. still with you. I'm still here. I'm still right. here. Right. And then, Rocket. of course, that same verse that we hopped over would come back towards the end of the song. <laughs> right. And yeah, so like, shout so out Paul to would, you, Rudy. I'll say Paul would do it too. Yeah. Paul would, actually, Paul would just forget a verse and freestyle style something yeah. and we have to go around that <laughs> man if y'all don't know paul 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 misses calling as a rapper paul can rap. paul is a paul is man. a dope that man is, guy is incredibly talented man. but um but yeah it, it it was definitely that because i know with with marilyn word playing on piano sometimes yeah. the uh the piano in the in the sound not not her playing but just in how long it took for the their sounds to go yeah, from to the piano to the speakers, yeah. you know, there'd be a delay there. And right. so we had to compensate for that delay because especially with when she was the only one playing, like if it was with children's choir or something like that, like we had to learn how to actually really listen intently to what she was doing because we couldn't see her over everybody sitting there. Right. And so for those that don't know, at the church, the, the, the organ and the drums are on a different side than the piano and the congas. And so right. Aaron being on congas, I'm on drums, and then pianist would be at piano, and the organist would be on the organ, and the bassist would be behind me on the drums. And um, so, yeah, it, you had to, you, you couldn't see what was going on. So, you one, you had to know the music. You know, you weren't allowed, allowed to just freestyle that. You had to actually take the music home and study it. And then you had to, when you played, you have to be able to listen to what what was happening because if something was going to if something was going slower then you have to play slower but you, right. you know you have to still keep beat so you had to be able to adjust to you know whatever was going on and so that was really that was really you know the gauntlet where we had to you know listen for and compensate for just just physics you know right. <laughs> so 
it was yeah that's definitely the the van the the the, the gauntlet that we went through training for that yeah proven grounds for sure man yeah um wanted to uh wanted to touch on you actually going to la mm -hmm. just uh you know kind of give us a little rundown on sure sure because i mean you know before before you actually moved out there mm -hmm. you went out there with the band which i didn't go yeah. at that point um yeah you had baby had yeah baby had kiddo girl. um yeah if you if you could touch on touch on yeah that good. time going out there and then and then moving. moving out there yeah yeah i went up there in 2000 well my my father my biological father died in uh, december 2008 and so uh we went out there for the funeral in 2000 early 2009 and then his mother my grandma my uh paternal grandmother died the next or in 2010 and we went out there again and you know i'd only done poetry out there you know because i i hadn't played in that church in <laughs> played at the church i went to since you know i was 10 years old so i can't show up as a 24 year old like hey can i play too <laughs> like that's awkward so um and then but uh then in 2011 uh, uh 2010 rudy moved out there and um and it's just that that following year i was like well he's out there let's let, let's take a trip out there and see what can happen you know went out there struggled <laughs> hard like 2011 was a dark year probably the hardest year of my life but um but we ended up making friends with a really with a really good engineer um whose actual actual name is william shakespeare and yes he's related um and uh we ended up working with him and he really liked what we were doing we really liked what he was doing and so the next year i went out there i said this this summer i'm going out there i'm actually going to play drums i'm actually going to do some things and uh, <clears throat> that year we ended up i ended up uh this is 2012 that uh, ended up playing for Martin Luther for for a show um, and doing a whole bunch of other shows, and uh, we ended up landing a residency at the Lighthouse, which is a, a blues a blues uh, bar down down in Hermosa Beach, hmm. and we ended up having that residency for about two years, I think. Yeah, they started in 2012, and we didn't stop until had to be early 2014 okay so like every monday literally every monday we were out there unless think, you know they canceled i think you i remember you telling me a little bit about it mm -hmm. um i didn't of course i didn't ask too many questions about it but uh yeah i didn't know that it went that long like, yeah that's, man that's, that's great that you guys yeah man that. yeah that yeah that was that was really that was a really convenient source of income and it was always fun you know because we were playing playing with dj and moved out there right playing with him nathan had moved out there so he was guitarist and willie had moved out there with sims yeah. and he was playing on guitar and it was in and, and uh michelle rocky was out there that, that's percussion that's what her yeah name, that's what yeah that was her okay. name out there rocky 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 so um but yeah we we had a we had a ball we had a ball playing doing the songs you know of course it was a bigger band so you know bigger issues with more people right but um Eventually, uh, they we ended up having to go separate ways just because you know life duties called and everyone wants to go in a different direction. And uh, what's that? What's that joint you had? Life got in the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I got to resurrect that one. That was a good concept. <laughs> Shoot. Time traveling there. Man. And so, um, 
but yeah so but uh everyone's everyone from that group is doing well you know um rudy rudy's back and forth from la right. and here uh dj's actually he just announced uh last sunday that he's moving back here because he's really? doing so phenomenally he can actually work from here and that's the ultimate goal for me nice. it's like to get as many connections out there get the la money get the la network and bring it to wichita nice you Shout know out to flex so, on yeah that. flex flex and effect on that hardcore so much okay. much love to him for that um Rocky's back here doing her thing, and um, shout out to her too. She's she's dope. Yeah, very incredible person too. Incredible person, and um, yeah, just uh, yeah, me and Nathan got the other thing, and then Willie's back here, you know, doing his thing. He's with uh, uh um, Buckhead now. They they formed that group with uh, oh, uh, him, Manish, and uh, Mushroom Thump. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Hey, he so. Uh, Manish Law, he the one who got me, who got me started on my ears. I got the the, the got sixes the in right now. <laughs> I got, got the sixes in right now. He started me off. Can you see him? Yeah, I got him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he he started me off. Uh, I I went with some friends and yeah, went to Sailors where he works at. Y'all check them out. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, he he got me started. Got me pierced and he pierced with needles, not a gun. He pierced with needles. There's, there's, there's importance behind that. There's importance behind that. But yeah, no, um, he got me, he got me started. He took good care of me in there, you know. Um, I don't know if he remembered exactly who I was, but I know who he was, and he remember, he would at least remember my face. Yeah. So like it was, it was all love going in there. I, they seen him, and you know, my my peoples was talking about him. It was like, yeah, you know, this dude, uh, this dude, uh, we don't know how to pronounce his first name, and I'm, I'm like, all right, <laughs> how y'all know this guy? Y'all don't know how to pronounce his first name. When then we get to the place, and he comes out, I was like, oh, Manislaw. And he was like, what's up, bro? I was like, what's going on, bro? So, yeah, yeah. went and shook his hand, gave him a hug and everything. Nice. And, yeah, went and got my ears pierced. So, <laughs> yeah, it was it was one of those things. Yeah, word there, to man. He's, yeah. he's also one of the most dynamic, dynamic MCs out of Wichita. Like, yeah, like he's, if, he's super dope. Like, one, if you haven't seen, one, Buckhead in and of itself just has a legacy of incredible rapping, you know, Dub Diesel, 1-0, who's... Arguably the best rapper ever to rap in Wichita. Like you can make that argument and win it with one O. Like good God, you know, big polar on them. You know the whole Buckhead family, Buckhead eighty eighty eighty. You know, shout out to them. Um, but yeah, yeah, man, it's 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 that's nuts. <laughs> it's, that's how, it never it always amazes me how small Wichita is. Man, like I'm that. telling you, I'm telling you. Like man, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I was telling you about Riverfest, uh, how a couple people came up and was congratulating was was congratulating us on, on doing the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, of course you had your you had your full set after after Carbon uh, mm-hmm. had his set. Um, tell them a little bit about tell the listeners a little bit about how that kind of transpired. Well, I mean I had to I had to come up with, you know, a thirty minute set. You know, shout out to Adam Hartke, everyone at Riverfest that made everything possible. You know, Common was the headliner. Flowbots opened for them, and I opened for Flowbots and Common. And, and Angelo came on after me and it just destroyed what I tried to do. He had a band with him. Shout out to Angelo. Big word on A Squared, man. Our coffee house, you know, a pillar of the community. Yes, so, very much so. So, yeah. Love, love them guys. And so, but yeah, it was... Uh, I came up with the 30 minute set and I had to make sure I did because I knew I didn't have a band, you know, backing me. Um, I wanted to, but just 
you know, just the logistics of getting songs to people in order for them to learn and getting here so soon without being able to rehearse, all that type of thing, you know, it just wasn't feasible. So, side note, you know, had you had you actually done that, you know, the boy would have tuned up the congas. <laughs> I know it. And would have been out there. I'd have been out there. I if know I had to walk with the congo on my back to practice, man, I'd have been out there. So, yeah, man, we um, really, it's, we just... I just had to, I wanted to make sure I had, I had dynamic in the show. Right. And so I had to do something that was energetic, high energy, and I had to have something that was low energy, and I had to have something that was, of course, because I'm, I'm really known statewide for spoken word, and, um, that sounded really, really arrogant, didn't it? <laughs> I sounded so weird, that sounded so weird coming out of my mouth. I'm known statewide, it's like, it's just because I've performed in so many places. Yeah, no, it's facts, it And so, uh, so I had to do something that was, that was, you know, acapella, just to, you know, bring, bring everything back to my roots of everything, and, and so that that's really what I tried to do. I tried to have something that started out, you know, I started out with Easy, which is the new song that just came out, yes. available on Bandcamp. Uh, just search M A R R Q U E. I'm still the only one there. <laughs> and um, and I, I did that, and then went into you know a song that was really about the the hard the hard part the hard the hardest part of the struggle while I was in L A. You know, if, I know I keep saying it, but for those that don't know, a lot of people still don't know that um for a few months in a, for the first oh for all of spring of uh, 2015 i was homeless uh, sleeping on bus sleeping on bus benches sleeping on the train you know and then just going to the studio and working the daytime and uh it got really hard to you know be motivated you know be inspired to do anything in that situation and so out of that you know holding on came on that was the second song i did and then um, from there, I went to the acapella piece, which is manifest, which is actually a song that's also on my band camp. But um, it felt it felt the moment called for it to be acapella, and so uh, I did acapella version of that. Now, now, is that the one that I? I, I it sounded that sounded like you were you were preaching. Yeah. Okay. Because I was <laughs> like, man, that that real talk, bro. You've you've always had a way, a way with words. You know, we're MCs. You know, that's that's right. what we do. Thank you, thank um, you. Um, but. For whatever reason, that one specifically, just you performing it the way you did without the music, that spoke to my soul right there. So, Thanks, like man. brother to brother, yeah, <laughs> like, like yeah, like Thanks, that, it was dope. It was dope, Thanks, and man. it it actually got me. And I was telling this on the last episode of the podcast. I was like, yeah, that kind of spoke to it, it spoke to me. And then um, uh, Skinny had uh, our other host mm-hmm. um skinny had, had had got to talking and he kind of put a little bit on top of that so nice between you and him and everything i had been going through mm-hmm. uh just before you got here man like it it kind of put me in a different mindset it, to be quite honest it kind of lit a fire under my ass nice so <laughs> um yeah there's there's a lot coming there's there's a lot that i want to do and there's been a lot that i've wanted to do and it always kind of seemed like i was i was um kind of a a step or two behind where i wanted to actually be at but i don't know just the words that you said the words that he said and the conversation that we had on episode 13 it just it kind of it kind of got me to a point where i was like you know what you ain't getting no younger man you might as well Mm -hmm. full throttle that bad boy and do it man 
just not give a damn. Do it. So, Absolutely. yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. <laughs> um, but nice that's awesome man. so, so thank yeah you. thank you yeah that's you, you did that you, you know did that's, that. ultimately that's why i do it you know like it's yes it's it's express self-expression for me yeah. sure but you know i can inspire myself i can keep it to myself and inspire myself all i want but right. you know being able to express it to other people and have it touch them in a way that you know sends and gets a message in their life and their mind about something you know that that's the ultimate that's the ultimate goal of the music you know, just to tell that human story and really touch those human places, those human spots, and uh, then bring in, bring forth whatever comes from that. You know, and so yeah, that thank you, man. I'm glad, I'm glad I was able to do that for you. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah, like it's 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 just one of those things, man. It's just like, uh, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> so, so yeah so hopefully hopefully there's somebody else out there that it'll do that for or it, you know to, to some degree it'll do that for to them so surely um it's like you said that's what we do this for so yeah exactly um as far as as far as Riverfest goes uh you got a chance to meet common right Kinda. Kinda. They were they were really they were really in a rush and so it wasn't like a, a there wasn't like time for a conversation. It was just like, Hi, my name is Marquis. It's your world's my favorite song, You're a God and uh picture <laughs> <laughs> Run away. <laughs> like I was man, I was actually shaking, man. It was it was nuts. Like like I've geeked out over a few people I've met just because I work at the, the Hollywood the Hollywood Guitar Center and so, you know, a lot of a lot of celebrities do come in there yeah. and, and shop. And, you know, I've met DJ Premier, and I was starstruck for him. I met Queen Latifah, starstruck for her. Ali Shaheed. Ali Shaheed, oh, Jesus. Ali Shaheed Muhammad, for those that don't know, he's part of the Tribe Called Quest, the, yes. the in-house DJ for them, and uh, co-producer as well. And, uh, yeah, like, I've geeked out for a few people, but I've never, like, been shaking. Like, that was crazy. That was nuts. Like, just... <laughs> Being in the press, because for those that don't know, Common is one of my biggest influences. He's on my Mount Rushmore rappers. Um, you can't tell me nothing about no common sense, man. That's my man's forever and ever. Shoot, Amen. Um, tell us a little bit about your, your Mount Rushmore. Since we, Mount since Rushmore? Like man, my personal Mount Rushmore differs from who I think should be on the all-time Mount Rushmore. Okay. My personal Mount Rushmore is Common, uh, for, for rappers, is Common... Uh, Feral Monch, Busta Rhymes, and Eminem. Those are those are the ones that have influenced me the most. Um, And uh, and like you can hear, you can hear something from them in every verse I write. Every single one. Sometimes you can sub out Eminem for Talib Kweli, but um, but yeah, just just uh, it's it's those are the guys that I I I everything I am as a lyricist I, I took from them. You know, I definitely have stolen cadences, have stolen, you know, just like every, just like every, every writer does, you know, with language, you know, we, we take from our, our influences. And so those are the guys that you're going to hear something of them in every single verse I ever write. Cool, cool. Now, uh, just kind of a, uh, uh, and uh, not to, not to be on some arrogant shit, but you mm-hmm. and I have a song. Uh, I concur, man. Yo, and I gotta, I gotta be, I gotta be, I gotta be mad truthful. I gotta be mad truthful. It was one of those songs we actually worked on that in this house. Show did, show did on that here. This very Um, house. 
it was one of those songs where I was kind of like, okay, we got these verses and, you know, it's a cool beat. Like, it was, I remember my man getting on the keyboard, <laughs> working out beats that sounded similar to it. So, mm-hmm. to see, to see, to see you actually bring that together was, was, was one thing. But, like I was saying, um, it was one of those songs where I was just like, okay, we got the verses, it sounds great. You know, and I was I was I was a hundred percent on the verses that I wrote. I felt like those were good. I felt like your verses were good. Mm-hmm. And at the time that we got those written out and recorded, it was just like, man, I don't know about this song. You man, know? I know. I, I don't know about this song. <laughs> but to see it all come full circle at Riverfest, being up there and performing that, that had to be one of the dopest that feelings was an incredible ever. Moment. Like, yo. I got off the stage and I was just like, whoa. And I felt like I was just, my whole body was just shaking. <laughs> it was just like, Dude, man. it was crazy. Like, like you know, I released that. I released that album forward from now on uh, in 2013, shortly before I moved. Mm. And, um, you know, it got, you know, it got a cool, cool little response, you know, from, you know, everybody that knows me and follows my music and everything. But... Yo, people knew the words to I Concur. Right. Like, and that was what tripped me out. I was like, y'all listen to that song that much? <laughs> and it wasn't just my family. Yeah. Like, mom mom, and Sharonda, my aunt, she, they love that song. My, right. You know, they, everyone in the family loves that song. But, like, there were people that I had never met that were now than the words. Like, right. not just the chorus. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. I, how you know my music? <laughs> like, like, it was weird. Like, it was like, I... Someone, someone tell you because it wasn't me. How did like it was weird? It was a weird, weirdly awesome moment. And so that I can't, I can't be, I'm, I couldn't be more grateful for the people that were, you know, following the music that that I don't know are following the music. Like that's a surreal experience to me. You know, we've we've had something similar with uh, with uh, the podcast. Like there's a lot of people that that caught up with us and even at, at Riverfest that day yeah um, that that spoke on the spoke on the, the podcast I was like wow this right? you listen like, <laughs> it's like, a weird yeah. that's odd like yeah. what, wait you know I do a thing <laughs> so yeah no I I, I can kind of I kind of get what you what you saying there because yeah of that. so yeah no it was that's dope uh, a dope feeling just that whole day in a row that was a great day was, was that was that was that was really a great day for me like that was that was a, a, a and I talked it on the uh, on the on the interview I did with K Sun like when the when they asked you know if if I felt like I'd I'd come to a reward point you know if everything had been while the sacrifice had been worth it and that at that point I was like I don't I don't know if if I don't know if the reward has come yet mm-hmm. I don't know if the sacrifice has been warranted yet but that day yeah <laughs> definitively the reward like the sacrifice is starting to seem like okay it was worth you know the, the things i had to give up and the things that i wasn't able to participate in and yeah like that that moment right there that was that was you know i'd had dreams about you know just rocking for Riverfest, you know yeah. just rapping because normally for i've played Riverfest before as yeah. a you know as a poet and as a as a drummer yeah. but i'd never done just rapping and we did it once for we did a couple times for what feels good right but that was like one or two songs at the most you know and it was after i'd come off the drums and do my rap and then go back to drumming right you know this one i was i didn't hit nan instrument one time 
And so being able to do that, and that's, you know, what I really want to do um, as far as, you know, on the front side of things, like, it, that, that was definitely a big reward. That was definitely a big payoff for me in my head. Like, that was a bucket list moment that I was able to cross off. And, yeah. man, it was, I can't, I get speechless about it. I'm just shaking right now, just thinking about <laughs> it. Well, I, I got to admit with you, man, it, uh, it was it was a golden moment for myself, actually, rocking with you, being able to share that moment with you. So Yeah, you know, I... I had to bring along the people that helped me put that put me there, man. Yeah. Like you and unfortunately Prima wasn't able to make it. Um, but man, Big Sam held me down. Yeah. You know, Chris Barnett, you know, it, like every, everyone that performed did immaculately. Like oh, yeah. I was I couldn't have been more excited and more happy to be a part of that group that performed. Top notch performers, man, top notch rappers, MCs. My man Carbon came through and dropped the verse and Carbon, like that, man. like that. That was I was I was I was so excited when he said he'd be able to help us out because you know on the original uh, Out of the Chaos, it's a uh, prima facie and Bloody Hands. Yeah. Um, Bloody Hands wasn't it wasn't able to make it out, but then so um, I asked Carbon if he would you know lay a surprise verse for the people just for this one time you yeah. know, and he and he came through on that and then you know Prima you know had some had some uh, and some. Uh, problems being able to get up there <clears throat> and so uh big sam held me down in the first verse and uh like it was just it just really ended up just being just like you said it was a golden moment man. Yeah, man so shout out to everybody that helped me out i appreciate you yeah it was it's dope seeing seeing those guys who who've been doing it for quite man, some time well about as long as we've been doing it if not well longer. if not long like yeah, chris okay. barnett like that's the only thing I say, you know, we say 1-0 is the best out of Wichita. You can counter with Chris Barnett, and that, that's going to be an argument for days. That's like Jay-Z and Nas, man. That's, yeah. that's you know, that, that's time memoriam that argument can go on. But, um, but yeah, like, those those are, you know, guys that have been, especially, you know, Sam. Sam he's Samuel David now, but, yeah. uh, you know, him doing him doing it for as long as he's been doing and how much he's he has accomplished and improved since the first time i've heard him rap like it's just it's inspiring to see that type of growth in a person and an artist yeah. like like yeah shout out to my man sam david chris barnett like having making the choice to retire in order to take care of his family you know and just you know come out and do a few hip-hop things still be involved but you know that's a hard decision to make oh yeah and that's you know you can't blame the man for that at all so uh but yeah salute to him for being able to to take that leap because yeah. lord knows that's a bigger adventure than anything we could do with music right. you know with the children but him and his wife Iona and and um and the kids they're, they're a beautiful family they're so inspiring both the those two are that whole family's just they're ridiculously great <laughs> ridiculously great yeah shout out to Chris Barnett and his family. Word. Shout out to everybody that touched the stage that night. That yeah, was, Jenny like Wood said, was came through. Man, and she did through. the she did the R. Kelly. Joke. She did. Uh, she went there, didn't she? She, she did. Like, <laughs> and, and what made it so bad is she sounded she good tried. doing it. She sounded good. I was like, she got, she finna hit that run. Oh lord. <laughs> She hit that run. I'm taking my shirt off. <laughs> Carbon stopped her before she can get to the... Uh, that part. Man. So I was like... Don't make me get naked up in here. I didn't come here for that. That's another show. Man. Jenny Wood. Word to, the, word to Jay Wood. Hey, like man, Jenny, for real. Shout out to you. Man, that ain't her name. Her name is The Truth, man. <laughs> word to The Truth. Yeah, she, and you know what? Um, 
I did. I, I, I think I mentioned a little bit about it on episode 13. But Jenny Wood, that day, she dropped some jewels on me. Work. Yeah, that day she did, I and I, I totally did not expect it. I'm sitting there in the midst of in the midst of our moment that you and I had. My kiddo, I was going through with my kiddo, and she dropped jewels on on me about kiddo, and I was just like, oh, and it got me it got me looking at things in a, at a different angle. Mm. So so yeah, shout out to you, Jenny Wood, just for being a dope person and not not even knowing that you helped me just talking having a conversation so yeah shout out to you because you're a dope human being word so, yeah so um and also shout out to kiddo because kiddos <laughs> she was going through some things that day i still don't know 100 percent what was going on but no. she seems to have recovered and you know she's cool she went to see the tupac movie last night nice so yeah she she's doing good though she's doing good um birdie yeah. Love you, girl. Man. <laughs> and she's she's somebody who uh, uh, we actually used to sit right here. I think it's a different table. Mm-hmm. But we used to sit right here, me and her. And I'd, I'd comb her hair and yep. <laughs> put everything up in a ponytail. And so. I'd be sitting there amazed like, I can never do that. <laughs> I'm not that gifted with, with the arts and crafts to be able to do that with the... I'd, I'd fail. I'd have to I'd have to train really hard. Oh, man. Like I'd have to go to cosmetologist school and be like, "Can I get one of them, one of them mannequins with the wigs, for like the next three months?" <laughs> and I go into a deep dark corner and just brush hair. <laughs> so like, yeah, shout out to shout out shout out to the dads that do their kids' hair, man. Yeah, well, shout out to the moms too. But I guess with tomorrow being Father's Day, yeah. you know, word to the dad, word to the dads that aren't afraid to you know do stuff for the for and with their daughters, right? And the sons too, but yeah. Shoot, dads, we need more of them. Come on, you know it, it, it's a cool thing for to to actually step up. To that, that tide that, is turning, man. That, that statistic that is actually that statistic is being blown out the water right yes, now. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So, word up. It's hard. I'm gonna tell y'all right now. It's hard. <laughs> but no lie, it's, it's it's very rewarding seeing like man, kiddo is 14, getting ready to go to high school, that yo. Is, that is ridiculous. Do I look like a father of a high schooler? <laughs> Man, <laughs> yo, I love her to death, man. Yeah. She's she's my favorite person on the planet right now. Yeah, she and it's funny how how creative she can actually be. She's actually really funny. I believe she it. does. She does. She doesn't think she is, but I think she's really funny. And I be trying to catch pictures and videos of her actually being funny. And man, she's <laughs> she's she's my favorite human being, man. Um, oh, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to uh, kind of jump. I can't even remember where I was going with that at that moment. Got to think about baby. Yeah, yeah. Had to, had to, had to, had to big. Had a bad moment. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, Love it. Oh, that's where I was going. Politics. Oh lord. Now, me myself, you know, I'm, I, I keep up. We don't need so much with politics, but as far as hip hop goes, as far as hip hop goes, how how important do you think today's politics is with hip hop? As important as it's, as it's ever been. Um, a lot of the best music out of the black community comes out of you know hard hard political times. Right. You know. 
a lot of our best music comes from just hard times, period. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, especially, specifically here in the Americas, but um, the politics has never been separate from black music. Never ever in the history of American black music has politics been separate from it. Ever since the Negro spirituals, where we had to come up with coded language to communicate maps of areas, geography, uh, people that would help on the Underground Railroad, where, you know, we there there were... The, the politics of the time has never been separate. <clears throat> and so on through blues, on through jazz, on through rock, on through, you know, soul R&B, on through to hip hop. You know, it like you go to James Brown. James Brown is a funk artist. Yeah. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. You know, there's there's an immense amount of protest music, immense amount of politically motivated music that accompanies the black experience. And we expressed it, you know, at any given time. There's a... Um, uh, what is it? The Hard Floor Killing Blues, which is my my favorite blues song, is featured in um, Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Yes. It's actually like my, my 18th favorite song of all time. <clears throat> and you know, just describing you know how hard it is trying to scrape together money, not having a job, having wow. to do you know hustling. Right. Been there before. I'm saying, <laughs> like having to come up with money out of nowhere and make something work, especially if you're trying to start a family. You know, none of that. None of that is separate from what we do musically, and so the political climate right now, <clears throat> oh, it's, it's, I mean, it's, I think we have, we have the capability of putting out, you know, another golden age era of, of hip-hop music with this political climate, yeah. because it's very, it's a hostile political environment, it, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, combative, and more combative than it's than it's really ever been, you know, on a national scale. Like in the eighties, it was kinda combative, but you know, they were at least civil. Nobody was yelling out anything while a president was addressing the nation. Right. Now <laughs> Y'all see who our president is, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. All the rules, all the rules are out the window. Like when you can find naked pictures of the first lady on the internet for free, like, yo, all the rules are gone. Yeah. Like, yo. So I think it's gonna. It's really like man, just thinking about you know what what Reagan and that what Reaganom what the Reaganomics era did uh, to you know black and brown communities and the music that came out of that. Like out of that came hip hop. Out of that came you know Bambada and Cool Herc and and Grandmaster Flash doing what they did. And out of all of that, you know the the fruits of that the guys that grew up and became you know the first best MCs you know your KRS ones Chuck D's Rockems like all of that political climate fed right into them and they expressed that in a way that that literally revolutionized the music industry still does to this day like at one point you know rock was the default music style for pop music like hip hop came along and changed all that. Now hip hop is the default style for pop music. That's yeah. why you have a pop artist. You know they have to do their big ballads. You know Adele has to do her big ballad. You know her big, mm-hmm. I can sing a really strong song. Mm-hmm. But then they have to have some song that has a snap or a clap or an eight oh eight or you know a scratch or something mm-hmm. that that orients it in a hip hop <clears throat> realm. And so that's the default style. And so with the political climate now, you know it's it's just it's rife for. MCs to come through with you know provocative messaging and you know something that that will that is just as that can throw an upheaval in thought in the same way that they did in the late 80s right 
And so, you know, with, you know, with what happened with the crack epidemic, you know, the fall of the Panthers, all of that, all of that, you know, I mean, even to the the movie that just came out on Friday, The Rise of Tupac, like Tupac is, he's a a fixture of that moment. Like he's a product of that moment. in, In a way that is more so than any other rapper, he's a product of, of, of the Reaganomics moment. Because he was able to see the effects on both sides of the country. Like, right. he was in Baltimore, born in New York, saw the effects of it in New York, you know, until he turned, what, was nine or ten, and then moved to Marin City, yeah. and saw the effect of it on the West Coast. And so, you know, he had a grip on the whole era coming coming from a Panther-based home, right. and, you know, and also from, you know, a, a Panther-based home that fell to the, the epidemic that played the black community in the 80s, which was right. crack. And, like, seeing the, the devastating effects of that, all of that, like, led to what he was able to do as an MC. Yeah. You know, and that's why he's my seventh favorite rapper of all time. That's why he's one of the greatest rappers, like, probably the most important rapper to ever have done it. If yeah. not, you know, I don't think he's the greatest, but he's definitely the most essential, mm-hmm. you know, to, to the experience. Like, like yeah, the, it's, it's, it's crazy how, how much this just... this. It's this moment is so ripe, just it's so ready to be taken, taken advantage of and taken by the horns and just really shown for what it is and show what the product is of, you know, what happened in the 90s, you know, you know, with with the gangbanging happening and then dying down all of that, you know, with with, you know, 9-11 happening. So we're now seeing, you know, what happened with those that grew up in the 80s and rapped in the 90s. We're seeing those that grew up in the 90s and are rapping now. You know, you have the Kendrick Lamars, the J. Coles, those that were born, you know, during that first gold golden era that are, you know, around my age. I'm 32. Yeah. So, you know, people that were born in that era and grew up through, you know, the rise of gangster rap, the rise of shiny suit rap, the rise of, you know, the South, the rise of bumble rap even. <clears throat> and you're really seeing the product, you know, the shining product of that. And it's only going to it's only going to get more intense. Yeah. You know, it's going to get, I always say, you know, with with this, what's going on in politics now, it's going to get better before it gets worse. Right. I'm sorry, it's going to get worse before it gets better. I got you. And so, so, yeah, we're, we're, we're about to, we're about to see some music coming out that's, that's going to blow minds. People are going to get pissed off. You know, some, some old white guy's going to come and read some rap lyrics, you know, to try and gain political points like Dan Quayle did, you know, like uh, Bob Dole did. Uh, what's his name? Charlton Heston reading the cop killer from from uh, Body Count. <laughs> yeah, like that. That was a golden moment. We're not against rappers. We're not against rap, but we are against those thugs. Thuggish, ruggish, bum. <laughs> <laughs> like one of the greatest synth lines in all of hip hop. But but I mean, you know, it was right for that moment. Those those guys came and they presented a perspective. Shout out to the Midwest, Ohio, stand up. Word up. And they presented a perspective that, you know, we had never heard before. And we were like, oh, okay, so they're doing that in Ohio? Yeah. Word? All right, let's see what's going on. And, you know, Midwest has been popping ever since. So, you know, it's, 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 it's a, I can't wait to see what comes from it. Yeah. I can't wait to see what comes from this political moment in hip hop because it's 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 poised to to do some incredible incredible work. Now, on the flip side of that, it can be incredibly bad too. <clears throat> like we could just you know revert to to where all we want to do is party. All we want to do is not be mindful of what's going on. All we want to do is disconnect, and you know that 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 happens too. You know there was 
there was an era, you know, in pop music where being on drugs was what everybody sang about. Right. Like everything was drugs, juggity, drug, drugs, and drugs. And so it can go, it can go that route too. So I would, I'm hoping that it, it goes the, the cognizant route. It goes the conscious route. Not necessarily, you know, conscious, you know, as in the, the, the enlightened term that, it, that it's become, but just, you know, people that are aware of what's going on and, you know, are willing to do something about it both professionally and personally yeah. you know and so um and i think the, the moment the moment is the moment is is pivotal right now very pivotal and so i can't wait to see what comes from it hope i can be a part of it man, <laughs> man. There, there's a lot to come <laughs> you ain't lying you look at that like this you it ain't just, lying if you just kind of look out at the horizon like it's endless when it comes to the possibilities man it's it's and man i see something like every week like i learned there's a band in la called earth arrow shout out to earth arrow snatch power my people's out there um and uh they're they're a tribal tribal like tribal rock like it's it's something different it's something i've seen attempted but i haven't seen it done in a way as well as they've done it really yeah like Earth Arrow, that as a band, like, and they get reactions, like wow. they get the party going, wow. going. Have to look them up, man. And like, like, completely socially aware. You know, all of them are involved in in protesting and and activism. You know, like showing up with signs and marching, wow. and all that type of thing. Like they're they're real with it. And so uh, there's then there's uh there's this I forget what the group is, but there's this group out of Canada. These DJs that combine hip-hop beats with uh, Native American First Nation hmm. uh, tribal songs. Hmm, and it's okay. dope. Is it? Like, it's stupid. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm so jealous. Man. I'm like, man, I kind of want to... I felt bad as I was like, I kind of want to find my Native American roots just so I can participate. <laughs> I don't want to be appropriating, but I want to get in on this. This right. is amazing. <laughs> and so, it, and, but yeah, like there's, there's a lot of, you know, that type of work that's being done and it's being done on a, on a sonic level that is pleasing to the ear and it's being done on a level that, you know, is financially rewarding for the creators yeah. and, Man, it's it, it's happening like the wave the way in, and um, I'm just, it's just amazing to watch it happen firsthand. Yeah. That'd be dope to see, man. Um, as far as the the balance of politics and hip hop, mm -hmm. and let's say really just everything else, how how important do you feel that balance is, like? It's, 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 I mean, it's a pendulum, you yeah. know, it, it goes back and forth. There's no one fixed point of balance for it. You know, this like, I wouldn't want a hip hop that's only conscious music, right. like hip hop, black music has never been just socially conscious music. Right. We make some jams, oh, like yeah. we make some get part, down, yeah. you know, sometimes you got to get away from it all and just dance it all away. Sometimes right. you got to get off and just sing it all away. Like we've got we like going all the way back to, you know, we play games like signifying the monkey, like stuff like that. And where, you know, where we work on actually, you know, manipulating the language or making fun of each other because we had to build thick skins to deal with, you know, the hardcore racism they experienced at the time, you know, 
you know, I we 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 have legitimate complaints about now, but back then they, good God, yeah. And so, <laughs> and so, like we've always had ways of both commenting on that social state while at the same time having a good time doing it. Like we've we've made you know that's why a lot of a lot of those hymns in in church you know are rocking. Yeah. That's why a lot of those. <laughs> Like, uh, what? Who? Who had? Mm-hmm. Like Missy Elliott used that that pattern. Like that's a old. That's a old. That goes back to Africa. Yeah. You know, stomp, definitely. clap, stomp, clap, stomp, clap, stomp, stomp, clap, stomp. Like that type of thing. It goes back all the way, and so we know how to balance out. We 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 know we can't just be about you know, uh, uh something that is so. I don't want to say arbitrary, but something that we know we can do something about that that can change. Yeah. But we also know that which does not change. Right. And what don't change, the beat goes on. Yeah. And so we know that that beat is going to go on and we're going to catch it every time. Right. And so I think striking the balance between, you know, politically aware music, message music, and just, you know, music that is just good for having a good time to, you know, it's important because, you know, songs in the key of life, you have to have, you know, pastime paradise, right. but you also have to have, uh, um, I wish those days could come back once more. I wish. Yeah. I'm brain farted the name for that, but <laughs> Lord forgive me. But, um, but you have to have those two balance and, you know, one is going to make you dance and the other's going to make you think. Right. And, and sometimes if you think long enough, the other one will make you dance and the other one will make you think, you right. know? Right. Stevie's one of those masters that was able to do that superstition. <laughs> and so, uh, God, that song is deep. But, uh, but yeah, so I think find, keeping that balance, you know, making sure we have enough dance music to not be completely dragged down by what we're experiencing but having enough socially aware music that we don't have to keep experiencing the worst parts of what we're experiencing. Right. And so making sure that hip hop maintains a balance in that and in, in what is given to the fans and given to the consumers, you know, that's that's the real big thing now is just they who's controlling what gets to the consumers. <clears throat> and a lot of a lot of stuff that's getting to consumers is not, you know, socially aware conscious music message music you know you have a few artists you know that are that do it but most of them you know i want to do some party songs forget your trouble songs and i think that's 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 uh i think that's detrimental to you know being one being a well-rounded person and two just you know being someone that can affect change for for positive in in the situation that we're all in and so yeah man striking that balance is something that we do often but it's 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 a cognizant effort. It's not something we had something that we have to pay attention to. Yeah. Um, we can't just we can't let it fall by the wayside. We can't rely on, you know, it to naturally happen. Like we have to actually make an effort to make that balance. Yeah. And so, hip hop does a really good does a really good job of that, I think. And so, yeah, I mean, you have artists like Lil Yachty and and a designer you know and, and but at the same time you have artists like j cole and big crit and of course kendrick lamar that are you know provide that balance while still making jams you know and so it's i it's i think yeah i think i think we're striking a good balance with it now since you know since the emergence of j cole and kendrick and uh big crit and 
uh, Jay Electronica. How did that guy maintain a career with no album? Man. That guy's <laughs> that man, amazing. He, he's, he's a beast. That guy's amazing. But yeah, so I think, yeah, I think the, the balance, the balance is, is, is there. The balance is there, but we got to make sure we maintain it. Cool, cool. Um, I think I just heard the garage door. I think that's might be mom. Might be mama. Okay. Yep. Um. Uh, Martin, did you have did you have any questions? I, I was gonna ask about about real fast, but you already got that. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> we good. Okay, cool. Uh, nice. <laughs> really, the only other thing I was gonna go into, and maybe we can maybe we can talk off camera about all of this, was just 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 hip-hop in general you know we just get into all kinds of all kinds of things when we talk um yeah on a regular basis so yeah um like that y'all it sounds so nice hip-hop you the love my life and take it take it to the top y'all hip-hop what to the top y'all come on man that's man Come on. <laughs> we both got to look down. Like, Word up. That's the anthem. I'm telling that's you. That's the theme song. I'm telling you. Man. And one, one good time, and I got I to gotta shout out, since we talking, since we talking hip-hop, I got to shout out my favorite artist, mm. Black Dog. Man. Got to shout him out. He was here... Last last year. Re- last year for Riverfest, and so I got to see that. I got to see him rock, and yo, that whole band, yeah. like I couldn't even see Questlove, right? Yeah, I could not see Questlove at all. So when I don't know, it was just how the, the VIP section was set up, right? Last year, but I got to see all of that whole show, man. Marquis should have been there. I know. Was, I know. It was so dope. It was I so know dope. it, man. I saw the when I saw the first picture, I was like, I almost had to fight tears. I was like, okay, I can't look at the Facebook no more <laughs> for like the next week. <laughs> and then someone put up part of the video of uh, of uh, them playing the Star Spangled Banner while the uh, while the fireworks was going off, and I was like, I don't even like that song. <laughs> but what a moment, man! What a moment to have a hip hop band in Wichita, Kansas, of all places. Yeah. You know, and a premier hip hop band like Yo, that's Jimmy Fallon's band. Like they they got they got stupid stupid money right. now. Like they don't have to make music on the side of that. They don't have to do the music, but they do. Yeah. And I'm thankful for it. And just to miss that moment, man. That that one that hurt. That hurt me real bad. Who could that be? Hey, mama. Hey, what's up, mama? <laughs> that's why I said hey you can say hi <laughs> mama trying to be bashful <laughs> what are we all on mama I didn't hear what you said <laughs> yeah no it was, it was it was dope and having Common come this year and having you actually be able to Man. be here this Boy, year that. was was amazing that, yeah. so, like, I'm, I'm glad we I'm glad we got beautiful. to rock out and though, for those that didn't see it, my mom actually live streamed the, my whole show, and so I shared it on my page, and you can, you can watch that. Mm-hmm. Oh, cousins! Hello. Say what's up to the people. <laughs> you know, we black household people yeah. just pop up. They That's do. how we do. They do. They do. <laughs> Not a problem at all. Not a problem at all. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess maybe that might be all I have for now. 
There for now. For the, for the Uncut <laughs> Podcast, one-on-one, the first of yes. many series to come. Yeah. Love yeah. what you're doing with this, man. Yeah, like, it's, you, it's great. You. It is great. Like, to see, like, to be away for two years and then come back and everybody's on to something. Yeah. Like, everyone's, you know, doing radio, doing a podcast, putting out music. Like, everyone, like, the train didn't stop. Yeah. And I like people were telling me when I move the train's gonna stop. I was like, no way. I'm not. I'm one. I'm not that much of a fixture here. Like <laughs> I'm not a linchpin. Right. Like people are gonna do what they do regardless of whether I'm here or not. And to see it actually happen, like Phil with the Confluence Community Center and like man, Popeye, Phil with a K-Sun have their radio show and man, just seeing everyone's doing something. It's yeah. it's been it's it's been a delight, man. It's warmed my heart to see it. Yeah. So well, I'm proud of all of y'all, man. Hey, man. You so know, proud we, of y'all. We just got to keep it moving. You, you know? know it. That's, that's <laughs> what it is. We got to keep it. We can't just sit still when we got so much to talk about, you know. Um, as far as, as, far as uh, you know, you, you, you being one of, the, one of the many cars in the train to keep things moving, um, you did inspire one of our guys that uh, I work with on a regular basis. Uh, Maurice, aka M A Lee. I don't think he's going by that. It's anymore. Maurice Anthony, but Maurice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like you, you. I, I know you had a you had a hand in, in inspiring him in a certain way. I won't speak on it too much because obviously I'm not. <laughs> I'm not in his head. So, but yeah, no. He he's one of the guys that that I know you had a, a bit of an influence on, especially and going back to uh, Adam Harkey. Working with him mm-hmm. and um, a few other artists at uh, yeah Easy, Easy Living Stu- Studio. Yep. So yeah, yeah, I think it's a garage now. Right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's I know it's kind of sad. Yeah, I'll pass by from time to time. I'm just like, oh, right, used to be right. Easy living. Easy living, man. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, man. No, those people. Um, yeah, like we, it's it's beautiful to see him working. Yeah, most like, definitely. It's just like Maurice is Maurice and Shakira. They're constantly putting out music. Constantly. Like man, their output is so good. I'm jealous. I'm like man, I wish I. How am I not? Man, <laughs> they own it. How am I not on it? Yeah. But yeah, shout out to them and what they're doing. You know, you know Maurice is. You know he's still like uh, like I think he he may have surpassed me on the lyrics, man. I think he got me now. Yeah, he's like a beast, man, man, he's, he's, he's good definitely God, a that boy. But uh, it's been it's been like it's been just a, a a pleasure, a real pleasure and honor to see the growth that he's made, both as a lyricist and as a person. And like to him doing you know live shows, to him doing you know music that is you know complex rhyme schemes and 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 thought-provoking subjects and you know while still being able to be goofy and have fun and yeah. you know like it's it's been it's a pleasure to be you know a a, a musical big brother to to, to him like uh, the honor is definitely on mine on that one because I'm, I'm i'm excited to see what 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 he's going to be doing i'm Man. excited to see what he's what he's up to and where he's taking it i know this next year coming up I know he's got a couple aces up his sleeve. Man. I know it. I, I know believe he it. Does. I believe it. It's like because just just knowing how that man work, <laughs> just knowing how he work, he's always working on. He's got something. a work ethic, man. And Strong work ethic. Like Jack. I, I, I be jealous sometimes. I be like, man, how you just keep coming back and keep coming back and keep coming? <laughs> I was like, I ain't even figured that out yet. I'm older than you. It's like, man. But nah, he he. I know he got something cooking. Yeah, he's got something cooking. So. Word. Um. 
y'all keep an eye for the listeners. Y'all keep an eye out for for Marius Anthony. Yeah, he's he's do definitely that. on do some, that. Do some that. dopeness. He's definitely on some dopeness. Um, we've got a uh, oh Shakir too. Shakir, Shakir, we actually had him on episode ten, right? Yeah, we sure did. Episode ten. Nice. He was our he was our first uh, our first guest. Beautiful. And, uh, yeah, it was it's it's cool, man. Just having him on. He was actually we, we need to have him on again. I think so I have too. fun. I have fun talking yeah, with him. So. I believe it. Um, but yeah, no, he um, was hilarious. He yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, if he if he leaves hip hop, he got a, he got a future in stand up comedy, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he definitely he's definitely got the the the, the Jaden look going. Yeah, on. <laughs> he does. So yeah. like like and it's crazy because didn't Jaden cut his off? I well, think he, he cut like, like half of them yeah, or something like yeah, that. Okay. Okay. Cause yeah, I seen, I seen, I seen a couple of the videos. Like, there's one he just put out. Not shock, uh, Jaden. Mm. There's one he just put out. I think a couple of days ago. But then there was one that he did that was kind of in a Back to the Future kind of theme, which caught my attention uh-huh. a couple months that. back, mm. like towards the beginning of the year. So. Oh wow. Yeah, he he had on the Marty McFlys and everything. I was like, wow. I'm so jealous. You got the Marty McFlys. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, uh, I believe that's all I got for you right now, man. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be sad to see you go. I'm gonna be sad to leave, man. Man, it's, it's all. This part is always the hardest part. Like the day, the, like the couple days leading up to me leaving. I leave like on Monday, yeah. which is two days from now, and um, it it's it's always the hardest part. The day I'm leaving, I'm good, but like those couple of days, I'm just mm-hmm. like. So, but yeah, man, it's gonna be hard to go, but duty calls. Yeah, gotta get back to it, man. Gotta get back to working on that dream. Yeah, you do. But uh, yeah, no, uh, I gotta get out there to see you at least at least once, whether it be me by myself or with the podcast or me and Bird. Swing through, swing through. It's like I told you though, when I come down there. You got to put me to work. Got to keep something. it in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. get out there and get in trouble. I, man. Get out and there and get stuck. There, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it be. I get stuck and be out there selling insurance. Man. <laughs> man. As, as, as Ruby Senior would say. <laughs> be out there selling insurance. Selling insurance, Jack. <laughs> shout, so. out to, shout out to, to Big Rudy, Big and, Rudy. And, and Bob. Yeah, Uncle Bob. Word, word up, the whole love family. The love family, yeah. Shout out to them. They, you know, it's funny how how the whole love family actually kind of was around for our, our for all our, of that. Molding, I know. You know, it was like, like they always had a part in it. yeah, right, right. Like it's that's just super crazy. Once again, how small Wichita is, yeah. but yeah, like though they were, it was like you know you see like you see pictures of like people that were going to be famous, but. They weren't famous at that point, and they were all together in a in a in a photo. Yeah. It was like that. It was like just behind the scenes, you know, on the side. You know, they were always, you know, a part of what we we're doing because, you know, them being members at Tabernacle or going to the same high school, being in the same band, the same choirs, and all that type of thing. Like, yeah, it was always, it was always, you know, a part. So yeah, big big shout out to them. Yeah, love family man. They they <laughs> all they're a mainstay. You know it. Um, I think that's about it. That's about all we got. We 
what is it, an hour and a half. Hour and a half. Woof. Just like normal. Like there and there's so much more to talk about. Yeah, yeah really we cut the hip hop discussion short. We did. <laughs> I really, I really did. Y'all, y'all have no idea. I was gonna ask about Kendrick. I was gonna ask about uh, about the local scene. You know, I was, I was yeah. gonna ask about a lot of stuff. Oh, um, another go- golden moment you and I had. Hmm. Um, when, 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 uh, what's his face? Uh, Keith Murray was in town. Man, the that last was, time I was here, that was yep. great. Yeah, I, yeah. Bloody hands so battling great. Keith Murray, man. Carbon DJing for him, and then me playing drums for him. That was that was a that was an incredible moment. It really was. That was incredible. It really was. Yeah, that all was went down in barley corns. Barley corns, yeah, buddy. I yeah. think I, I think I might still have pictures and maybe a video or two. I know I still got the video on my on my old phone. I need to yeah. find. I need to put all that stuff on man. on the computer. Shoot, yeah, I got, that I was got, a beautiful moment. I got that was great. On, the, on the hard drive, right? Because I got, I got those. I got, I got the roots, and now I got yep. comments. So, man, man. got to throw them on the hard drive. Got to, I got to keep some kind of digital scrapbook or something. Of it, right. So. But yeah, no. Uh, I guess we'll go ahead and uh, go ahead and shut it down. Uh, Close it out. Thanks, Wichita. Man, I love y'all. That's this is home. This is home base. This is headquarters. All of that. This is my, the, 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 what is the, the lair. <laughs> this is all of that. So, I love Wichita. And, you know, I'll be back eventually. I'm just, I'm just out here trying to get some L.A. money to bring it back home to y'all. I can dig it. I can dig it. And that's all, that's about all we got for the, for the Uncut Podcast. One-on-one featuring the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> the grand marquee. Oh, yes. <laughs> My brother from another mother. I'm glad yeah, I'm glad we got a chance to sit down and do this, man. So, or me too. So, yeah. Um, this uh, will be posted. Next week. Next week? Next week. Okay. Next week. We'll be posted next week. And in the meantime, we got all kinds of little videos and whatnot. I'm sure she got <laughs> Facebook Live, too, yeah. on her phone and on my yeah. phone. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, listeners, if y'all have any questions, comments, concerns, whatever, yeah. hit us at uncutpod at gmail dot com. There, you go. there we yeah. go. Okay, <laughs> I had to had to remember for a second because I just I didn't even know we had that going on at some point. <laughs> come through, but come through website. I'm saying, I'm saying, <laughs> I ain't even got a website. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also hit us up on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. On Google Play, and there's one more in there. Snapchat. Oh, well, yeah. Snapchat. Okay, Snapchat. And SoundCloud. And SoundCloud. SoundCloud. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we pretty much all across the, the, the platforms, the social media platforms. So, check us out. Uh, right. we gonna, we're getting ready to get that uh, that uh, YouTube popping. We're going to beef up the YouTube here soon. Yeah, so keep an eye out on that. Uncut Podcast one-on-one new series, the first of many to come. I'm your boy, A. Shaw, also known as 2SM, the Funky Walker Dirty Talk. That's right. Yeah. That's right. (laughs)